With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are the one, two, three, so losers! What up, everybody? I am Lunchbox. I know the most about sports, so I give you the sports facts, my sports opinions, because I'm pretty much a sports genius. Okay. Did I nail it? Yeah, you did a pretty good job, actually. Thank you, thank you. Hey, what's up, everybody? I am Eddie, and I know the least about the sports, but I'm your average sports fan, your sports watcher. I don't know the who's who's, don't know the what's what's. Once upon a time, I had corona, and I am the number one Dallas Cowboys fan. What's up, bub? It's Sizen. I'm from the north. I'm an alpha male. I live on the west side of Nashville, Tennessee with my wife, Bazer. And on the weekends, we shotgun hard seltzers. Uh, guys, over to you. Eddie, you watch hey, the- You guys doing all right, bubs? Yeah, you, you, you watch the Tiger documentary, Eddie. Um, it's amazing, Coach, isn't that's, it? That's not the first one on the script. Coach, I watched it as well. We can tag team Oh, you, you watched it as well. Let's. I, I want feedback because you guys were acting like I was crazy for thinking it's so good and you got to watch it. How did you feel? Edward, you go um, You want me to go first? Yeah, coach, just take first. Um, I mean, it was really, really good. Like, really, uh, it's it's a great documentary. And, and I don't know, coach, if it's just the timing of it because of the car accident and all that, but I needed that information. You know, like, you read a little bit of this, a little bit of that about Tiger or whatever, and then the accident. We always come to our conclusions, but I've really learned that everyone in this life you can make your assumptions on someone. Oh, my gosh, this dude acts stupid. Oh, my gosh, this guy talks too much. This guy's quiet. What's wrong with him? He's weird, whatever. But if you learn the stories of people, of why they are, why why they act the way they do, Coach, everything just makes sense. And with this Tiger documentary, everything made sense. It really adds, like, that's what, when I left, when I walked away from my couch after I watched that, I absolutely felt terrible for Tiger. I felt like... His parents let him down in the social aspect of life. Like, he didn't know how to do anything but golf. He didn't know anything but golf, golf, golf. He wasn't a well-rounded individual. All the pressure put on him by his parents. How do you live up to that and just the everything going on? It was crazy. Boys, let me say this. I said this to Eddie yesterday. Nothing to do with the documentary, but... Huh? so Well, I had spoken to you about it, Coach, and I said... So Tiger's dad played all this golf with him. That was amazing. What a great dad. But let's not get it twisted. 
his dad loved playing golf. So it's not like he took up painting with Tiger. I, I mean, he, at times he would take Tiger in the garage and he would swing and Tiger would watch him. His dad was a, a guy that would go on the course and teach women how to play golf. His dad was infatuated with golf. <laughs> and then Did put him he, in the Winnebago coach. Uh, coach, the amazing footage on the documentary, they captured the Winnebago. <laughs> I mean, coach, you know, you know there were hours and hours of digging. Somebody goes, I found the Winnebago. <laughs> For sure. I mean... And it was kind of crazy to see Tiger as a high school kid dancing, like having dance parties over uh, at his girlfriend's house. Agreed. I thought, that was amazing footage. It was neat. It was just seeing Tiger be a a teenager, like, okay, he can relax a little bit. And that's what the girlfriend always said in the documentary was like, it was so nice to have him over at my house because he was more relaxed and he had fun. When we were over at his house, it was just very like, mm-hmm, okay. There was Coach, no you're- fun. You brought up a good point about the whole, like, it wasn't art or whatever or something else. I guarantee you if Tiger would have decided what he wanted to do and his dad support him 100%, it wouldn't have ended up this Thank way. you. Thank like, you, Coach. Like, 100%. But you're right. Dad's forcing him to do something that dad loved to do. So, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, he was a great dad. Terrific. But what what a... Uh, terrific, luck, Coach? What, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put the terrific label on him. If you want to say quality time, if that equates to terrific, then yes, because the time he put in with his son was amazing. Right. He, but it's he, equivalent, he, he Coach. Was a it's here. Father. He was present. That's what he I should He was there. Said. He was with his son. But was he there in a good way? He was present, but exactly. was he present in a bad way? Was he forcing him to do something that he doesn't want to do and putting all this pressure on him as a father, even though you're supposed to be love and enjoy the time, more... It was, hey, I'm working you out. It was like he was his drill sergeant. And what an amazing little tidbit that you got. You always wonder, how did somebody have access to a computer, the Bill Gates and stuff? How did somebody have access to creating a website, Amazon, Bezos? How did Tiger have access to all these hours and hours of golf courses? Well, his dad was in the military and got to go to the golf course, the Navy golf course, for free. (laughs) Talk about an unbelievable benefit for tiger to always have that ability to go to a golf course and not okay. ever have to pay. It's in a very expensive sport. And he had that because of his proximity and because of his dad's uh, un- unbelievable access. He had that huge gift that he was given. Great point. Okay. Okay. Wait, if it's such a good point, then Ray in your life, what was something that your dad had 24 seven access to that you could have taken advantage of? And you could have been the tiger woods of that. The lumber mill coach, I would have learned how to work the shredder. Cool. And why why didn't you? I didn't want to be the Tiger Woods of the lumber mill coach. There you go. And if your dad would have said, you're going to be the Tiger Woods of lumber mill coach, you would have dominated. Right now, you would be the man of the man of the man at the lumber mill. I I would be able to take uh, an entire (laughs) bushel of lumber and I'd turn it into a cord like that. Faster than you think, I turn into a stud. <laughs> I would be known around the lumber mill as Shredder, Mick Shredderson. That's what I'm saying, guys. I mean, we all could be the Tiger Woods of whatever our dads wanted to, but our dads didn't do that with us. So, I mean, it's almost like it, well, like if I was to have a kid, and and uh, how awesome that would be if he was at least a little, like my nephew, he's actually a little interested in radio. He kind of thinks it's cool what we do. So if he did live here with me, he would have access to a radio studio that no other kid at 13 year old years old has. Correct. Okay, but do you want to drag him to work every single day? And do you no. want to like record spots every single day with him? Do you want to, here's imaging, son. Like, this is what we do. Coach, like, th- Co- Coach, that's not my point. My point is he would have a leg up on all other 13-year-olds, which is what Tiger did. Tiger had a little bit of a leg up because his dad had access to a free golf course.
That's all I'm saying. So and, his dad, cool. and his dad put a net up in the, the garage and made him hit balls when he was like one years old. Oh, and Tiger, the wanted, net. Tiger loved watching him hit the balls so much that when Tiger would be eating, he would look away, eat, and then look back at his dad. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, his dad's like, he was so into okay. it. He was so into it, he didn't want to go in the house and eat. No, you had him strapped into the high chair so he couldn't go in the house and eat. So <laughs> it's not he didn't have a choice in the matter there, Earl. His, his pop staked him on national TV at two. Hey, Tiger, so do you like the host? Do you really like golf? Tiger, Tiger? I got to go poo-poo. I mean, what do you think? The kid's going to answer questions? Get out of I mean, here. He's, he's ready for an interview at two years old. <laughs> okay, guys. Another thing that I thought when I was watching the doc. Hit me I'm like, it. OMG. All of these people are just ratting them out. The family, the dad, Tiger. I mean, telling everything about them, right? So as I'm watching, I'm like, how do they get these people to talk about this stuff? Please. Like. Tell me. What? I, I would love to know. Oh, it's easy. As soon as the documentary ended, I, I finally understood. It's people that have been slighted, that have been left behind, that Tiger yep. no longer talks to. and he they, Tiger they, screwed every single one of them. Wow. Every single one of them. Like Mar Mark O'Meara's wife, or I think it's his ex-wife maybe, because it looked in the video, I don't think she had a wedding ring on. So she's like, well, what the heck? Why would I not talk? They, were, they probably cut me out and they're rude. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and talk. It's everybody that was screwed over by Tiger. That's an amazing yep. point you just made. Could somebody deduce and come to that? Yes, but you guys just summed it up. That is greatness. It's everybody well, who had a, a not a great treatment from Tiger. And that's what well, they, it, they it, did. It, the, the guys that did the documentary, they're the ones, I mean, they did it perfectly where it just made it seem like these guys are voluntarily telling you about Tiger Woods. And then it's like, okay, that's very, I wouldn't share that about Lunchbox. Like if we were still friends, that'd be weird. Cup, but cup, then at the very end, no, you realize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 it's the, sort of like the, you should tell. Don't talk to me anymore. That I, I girl, wanted, she I was in love more. with Tiger. She was Coach. in love with Tiger, and Tiger just said, hey, you're out. Don't say anything. Get as much money as you can. Settlement, whatever, but just don't talk. And eventually she's like, wait, how come he gets to tell his side of the story and I don't get to tell mine? And But it took her years to realize years. that. And, I mean, now she's just coming out. I mean, hell, it might have taken her 10 years. <laughs> then, Eddie, I have a question for you. After watching the documentary, do you understand why I think I could think that he was on pills when he's driving that vehicle after seeing yeah. him. No, no, no. Coach, even before the documentary, I can, I mean, I can understand why anyone would think he's on pills. I just don't think it's right to see a news story and automatically think he was on pills. I That's all I was saying. I still find it weird, okay, because they said, oh, he wasn't under the influence. But they didn't test his blood at all. To me. They that, can't unless probable cause, Coach. That's a probable right. cause. You're driving, you flip a car, and it rolls 400 feet. But they also that, have to make the assessment they said on the scene, smell, look, anything in the car, a can, but, a but, bottle. No, no, no. But a pill, you can't smell a pill. You can't smell <laughs> well, a painkiller. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie definitely can't, Coach. I'll tell you, yeah, 80% of my smell, Coach. <laughs> oh, sorry, bad joke, Coach. I just, I, to me, I find it weird that, you know what, just in case, we're going to draw your blood to make sure you're not on something we can't smell or see. Maybe he... My whole thing was maybe he took a few pain pills in the middle of the night and he overslept. That's why he was running late. And he was still a little bit high yeah, on see, the pills. Here's my point, though. Who cares? Like, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, well, it would he be didn't good. hurt. It would be good to know if somebody, if somebody else takes Vicodin or whatever pill and says, oh, maybe I have dri driven the next morning after a night's sleep and 
Tiger wasn't able to successfully do it. Maybe I should be more careful <laughs> or, and take a later shift. Or let's say Coach, Ray, if you've let, ever taken Ray, pain pills, Ray you know driving, that you can't do anything. But Ray is driving, and he Coach, flips I, his car at 7 in the, trail, in the morning. Am I in the trailblazer? You're in the trailblazer. He flips his car at 7 in the morning. You don't think they're going to draw his blood to make sure he's not on some kind of narcotic? I don't, I don't know, Coach. Let's I think try just, it out. Coach, tomorrow morning, <laughs> give it a shot. That's a great <laughs> bet idea, Coach, for the big show. <laughs> Hey, let's have Ray flip his trailblazer and see if they draw his blood. I I just find it crazy, and I I, I hey, I'm a coach. It, it, it's is it weird? Is it probable? I mean, all that stuff. Who knows? Who well, cares? Well, I, I just don't think it's our job to just come on and it's so radio. Like every time you see these documentaries, like it all, it's always the same thing. When Tiger Woods had his accident, you know, in front of his house or whatever, hit the fire hydrant. If, if they all the radio, TV people say the same thing. Tiger Woods. Oh, an accident right outside of his. And then they got the commentary people like, of course he was drunk. Why would you kill? Why would you hit your your fire hydrant? It's just like, why do we need to add to that crap? No one knows what you're talking about. Coach, it's the old thing from back in the days. Everybody's nosy about their neighbor. The case in point now, because of the internet, your neighbor's the entire America. But with what I did want to say is what we've learned now with this investigation, it's over. So I don't even know if we'll find out if he was texting. We'll never find right. out if he had a pill in his system. Right. Some of that stuff you're just not going to know, which is me just being nosy. Do we need to know it? Maybe not. So, Coach, watching the documentary, there are a lot of questions about Jack's record and Tiger and his drive to beat that record right like i will i won't stop until i do so that kind of sparked something else in me too like oh man like i did think after this accident rods surgeries whatever they need to do to his legs is he gonna try to make a comeback because at first before the documentary i was like no way dude like he's gonna be done with golf like he's not it's not possible and then you brought the whole like ben hogan did it i don't know what do you think I still think he's done I, I, because he's out this entire year, right? So he's missing an entire year of golf. So he's going to be, what, 46 or 47 years old? Not a lot of people are winning majors at 47, 48. I mean, I thought he wanted to be done, I think, by 50, have, have the record and be done. I don't think he wanted to go play on the senior PGA Tour, and I don't think he wants to be trodden around there at 50 years old still trying to win the majors. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he has this crazy drive and he's going to want to be back. Maybe we don't understand it because we're not that level an athlete and that determined like Alex Smith, Tiger Wood, these people that come back from these injuries. You're like, okay, I don't know why you're doing it, but whatever. I still think he's done. Yeah, there, the doctor I've heard speak on it was Dr. Oz, and he said Alex Smith and Tiger's injury, very similar. And Alex Smith came back. So, I mean, it's possible, probable, maybe not. That, that's when did take. you talk to Dr. Oz, coach? Yeah, did he you talk to somebody else, coach? But then I just read the article, oh, just like a lot, texting of, with them. a lot of people do. But to put a bow on it, the documentary <laughs> is unbelievable. Would I watch it with my wife? No, because there's oh, a, I watched it with my wife. Did it, she like it? Loved it. I just think there's a tad too much golf for a, my wife isn't really into golf. I, don't, I think it would lose her a little bit. But the details you get from Ucatel, great. I wish I had a little bit more. The details you get about the Perkins waitress, great. I wish I had a little bit more. There was a couple of them where I was just like, oh, I wish they would have talked a little bit more. When he uh, talked to the, uh, the friend of Earl Woods, he goes, talking about the Winnebago, I used to bring chicks in there and he was drinking cocktails. I was like, oh, I wish I could. they could have told a little bit more. <laughs> But you know, what do you want? Details of what they did in the yeah, did you want the bra size? They, what do you they, need? they never said he hooked up, but they go, Coach, oh, you, you know, know what he did, Coach. 
He, he, he basically, he said, he goes, we would take women back to the Winnebago. Probably not a good little role model for Tiger. Uh, he was sitting there on the putting green and he would watch us. He goes, probably a bad move on our part. Coach, when he said chasing skirts, coach, he means you know chasing, what chasing skirt skirts in mean. the Winnebago. Dude, That's what it you, means, coach. Earl, though, I mean, dude goes, he was a Green Beret, goes and serves for our country. What an amazing man. Comes back here. He's got a love for golf. He has the ability to play golf every day of his life, which he does. And then he just goes, you know what? I love golf. I love my son but I also love women. I'm going to pull the Winnebago up on the golf course, <laughs> and we're just going to take chicks over there after I tutor them. <laughs> well, e- even coach. too later in his career, too, coach. like when, when Tiger's playing these big tournaments or whatever, like his dad would go with him, and then dad would find some chick and hook up with him in another city. Like, I mean, Earl wasn't that good of a dude, good-looking dude. But it's like, Tiger's dad. And, and he was like, you know, 60 years old, and this dude was shacking up with people in random towns. Well, and I'm starting to think, Earl was a little bit older when Tiger was two. Earl just seemed old that entire time. Yeah, yeah, he did. So he, he was an older dude, but yeah, he was killing it, apparently. Hey, so before we put a bow on this, I think there's something oh, important coach, to take from the documentary. Rapid coacher. So it's easy for us to see a documentary about someone's failures and someone with that much pressure and someone with that much fame and go through this and we just kind of like, you know, just just dissect everything that he does but i think that we at this point should give the people at that level physical physical label uh a, a level of, of of being professional like tom brady and uh lebron james the people that are so the goats of their sports that don't get in any trouble that probably had similar childhoods that probably had similar work ethics similar pressures but don't get, don't make those bad decisions. I don't. Now I want to see a, a, a positive documentary of LeBron going in this direction and not getting caught up in things like Tiger did. Tom Brady. Well, I mean, well, you could say Tom different... Brady got divorced. I mean, so who? Well, he wasn't divorced. He but, was but never the, married. Divorce isn't isn't a uh, you know, coach. It's, and and he, here's the thing: Tom well, Brady didn't have the type of pressure that LeBron James and Tiger Woods had. Tom Brady was an unheralded sixth round draft pick that came out of nowhere. LeBron James was on the cover of Sports Illustrated when he was in high school. That is pressure. And what he has been able to do, and Eddie, you make a great point, he has been able to take that pressure, the pressure of being famous, the pressure of being an amazing basketball player since he was in high school and gone straight to the NBA, and he has never got in trouble. What he has been able to do is incredible. It shows that, I don't know, his mom who that raised him, did it right, or the people that he surrounded himself as he came up in the NBA, unbelievable. But LeBron James has nothing but respect for me, and I, I, I think about it all the time. Well, that, that means everything, Coach. I no, mean, no, you, you respect just, him, you just then. said You just said you want us to get, and I, I always think about that. I always think about LeBron James and everything do? he's Every done. Every night? No, not every night. Take him to Aruba, coach. But Jeez. I think about the pressure he had and how he's been able to navigate it without getting in an ounce of trouble, and it's it's yeah. incredible. And with these major nah, athletes, I, there's always the cheating rumors. I mean, there's been LeBron cheating rumors, too. I mean, is there any merit to him? Who knows? But those rumors are always kind of floating around. But look at the access. I mean, how many women they have thrown themselves at these guys. Coach, well, look, I, I mean, I mean, it's a common tale. Like, it happens to everyone. You know, it's like, it, it's it's a thing. These guys go through immense pressure. They have lots of money, lots of fame. Everyone throws themselves at them. Like, it's all there. It, it, there are green lights everywhere to say, hey, here, come screw up. Right here. 
It's easy. Well, you know, what I, you know what I also realized in the documentary? When he made that apology, that public apology. That was crazy for I'm cheating. <laughs> Why did he need to do he, There was no need yeah. for him yeah. to go Chuck. out there. All these people. And then no, what really pissed me off was the guy, the masters, the chairman yeah, of the what masters. What the crap I was that? You get, get the F out of here. They I, even he said should have punched. He, Tiger should have punched that old. Dude, they even said whoa, in the whoa, documentary coach, 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 coach. how dumb that was. I almost was called him a fat F, but dude, I didn't. I tried to stop myself. The master's wow. guy goes. Coach, do you have the bleep just in case, Coach, if he slips? He's like Tiger Mas- should have punched that dude in the face. He's like, we hold ourselves <laughs> in high regard, and we will allow Mr. Woods after he yeah. gets on his knees and apologizes. <laughs> I mean, the guy was so high and mighty. Yeah, I mean, why? Because down. he slept with a bunch of women. Like, who the hell are you, dude? Just because you're an old that grandpa. That dude cheated on his wife back in the '60s. He's probably still cheating on her. And also, because so, he's the head of the Masters, you know, you don't think women are throwing themselves at that guy? Come on! And I mean, I the details, know, hey, the details of Tiger women crashing into the hydrant—we didn't really get too many because I don't think it was ever a huge police report because it was on their property and nothing was filed, right? I, I feel like the times, the info we got out of that was kind of just people piecing it together and figuring it out. I, I, it just seems that because it was on his property. Elon's like, I don't want people finding details. Tiger's like, I don't want people finding details. And they made up a lie at first. And she said that he got in a wreck and she had to bash the window so that she could pull him out of it. Yeah. I don't think we ever got, do we deserve it? No, but we never really got the real info from that. We just kind of. I don't think you get the gosh. real info because his you name's don't ever Tiger get the Woods. Real info. And he has money and fame. And with that, you can bury stories, you can hide things. Oh, the moment that it was also great in the documentary is when uh, Rachel Yucatel said, we actually thought we were going to get away from it. Tiger had a conversation with yeah. her, told her, and we were scot-free. And then that phone call came, the fake That might have been the dumbest thing they did. <laughs> they were like, hey, we got an article coming out. Let's get together, and we'll both talk to my wife. Like, what well, are you talking about? I mean, that, that worked. The thing that coach, didn't coach, work was. It, it, it really worked. That's why she tricked them with texts. It didn't work. She, she wasn't stupid. Oh, she was she still was like, suspecting it a little. But she was like, to. "Oh, interesting. You had okay, to do something. Cool. Thank you, guys. You had to do something. You had to get. You had to come up with some kind of story, or else you were just going to say, "Yep, I was cheating." And how about gonna, I don't know that girl? Uh, how about they had pictures of them? Yeah. How about uh, I have pictures with a lot of people? Oh. You know what I mean? Like it was a weird plan for them. Hey, let's just. Uh, you're a random. But yet we'll be together and we'll go both talk to our wives and tell her, hey, what you're about to read isn't true. We're just friends. Well, and that doesn't to, work. It, well, it does if you get the girl to agree to it and she's in on it as well, explaining for 30 minutes how they've never hooked up and how these coach, pictures it exist. It didn't work. Yes, it did. <laughs> it was coach, proof. Coach, in the back of her head, she always still kind of thought, like, what the hell was that? I go to the grocery store and I see a magazine with my husband with another woman. The th- straw that broke the camel's back is when, uh, what's her name? Uh, Elon, Elon oh, oh. took the phone and faked like she was Tiger. That's the straw. And then the girl, uh, Rachel, you could tell, just text her, but it was probably something like uh, Elon said, hey, I love you. And then Rachel, you could tell, text back, I love you too. And then the wife's like, all right, called her. And she goes, I knew it was you. <laughs> they should, I mean, you know. Any girl out there that's um, that's suspecting your husband or boyfriend of cheating just do what she did yeah, grab, <laughs> find out right away grab his phone text the number and then immediately when they respond call him no yeah. coach coach text the number and say i love you and if they respond i love you too woo. well you don't have to say i yep. love you just say i miss you or i, I mean i can't wait to see you again true <laughs> yeah, or any the of last those. time we saw each other was magical yeah elon may have came up with the best way to bust a cheater props to her hey hey boys so so if you do text that 
the non-cheaters, what would they respond? Huh? Huh? What? What do, what do you mean? Yeah, I would never text. You, so if you're thinking wait, wait, about or, it. Or you mean like during that Zoom meeting? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, True. What do, what, That's a good when? point. The non-cheaters would be like, uh, what? You mean at the high school reunion? <laughs> hey, when am I going to see you again? And the response is, uh, I don't know when we have another meeting uh, yeah. uh, at work. I at work tomorrow? Like, uh, <laughs> over the donuts at 10 a.m.? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, and then what do you respond? Then what do you text back? Uh, I was just testing. Uh, just kidding. I'm a crazy chick. Just trying to see if you're cheating with my husband later. <laughs> or you just say, oh, sorry. I was trying to send that to my wife. Wrong note. I, I, she was the one below you. I don't know. I have no idea what you would say after that. But you, you, you throw that breadcrumb out there and see if someone, you know, you throw the cheese, see if the mouse comes and gets caught in that trap. And what you realize, okay, though, from a lot of these women with Tiger is it wasn't, they said, it wasn't just we hung out with him one time and hooked up. They had relationships with him. Yeah, these, yeah. these months, months and months. A majority well, of these girls were in love with him. Again, guys, and they didn't like, know how to uh, car- com- compartmentalize. Okay, Tiger here did, we though. go again, Coach. Here's the thing, though. Like again, when when the Rachel Yucatan or whatever her name is, like she's talking about, he would wake up in the hotel and have his little cereal and watch cartoons in the morning, <laughs> like a. I mean, this is the same thing, Coach. Hey, we we you know dated. We you dated know? in high school. We 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 went on dates with people in high school and college, and and we we had girlfriends and all this stuff. He didn't. And you know what it reminded me of? Michael Jackson. How do you say he never yeah. had to grow up because yeah. he was always a kid and he had and he didn't get to have a childhood? It's like Tiger. Yeah. So having the cereal and watching cartoons, it's like. This is what children do, even though he's way past the children's stage. Yeah, he had uh, serial cartoons and a naked Rachel, you could tell, Coach. He had a naked yeah, but still, Coach, <laughs> but he wanted to watch saying. Scooby-Doo. He wanted to watch Scooby-Doo Scooby because he had never got to watch that. Coach. He never got to experience. <laughs> he never got to experience what other kids experience. Okay, oh. first I watch Scooby-Doo, and then I get booby-boo. <laughs> so, Tiger, what did you do to get ready for the Masters? Well, I watched Scooby-Doo, you know, those those meddling kids. Uh I, I and just, then I get booby boob. And, and that, then that footage, what? they actually had his Escalade pulling into the church parking lot. Right. That was kind of that, crazy. That's what's crazy. Dude, he pulled into a church parking lot. To hook up with up. the Perkins waitress, and she threw her nasty tampon in the parking lot. Wow. So, so there's that, like right? That, again, okay, again. Here's the thing. Here's the, the thing. That story Not just has hooking so many up, different levels, Coach. What kind of level of nasty do you have to be to use, throw your used tampon in the parking lot? No, I'm serious. Stop. Women, if you're listening and you actually throw your tamp- used tampon on the ground in a parking lot, you are gross. Walk it to the trash can. That is disgusting. It's sort of like these parents that they have used diapers and they just throw them What's in the shopping that? cart or throw them on the ground. Unused disgusting. Show, unused show, bro. Thank you, Coach. It's all <laughs> like the people. like You wipe your butt with toilet paper and then you just throw it on the floor. What? <laughs> Coach, I'm just saying. Coach, how about the National Enquirer, dude? Like, what a douchebag. Like, what That's his, his job, whole, though. His, his whole job. life, I get it. His whole life that he picked, his whole life is to just bust people. Like, that sucks. Like, your whole oh. life. And you get so much joy from it. Like, he was squeaky clean. Right. We got him. But in that like, moment, he goes, this cleanest guy on the face of the earth. We've got a cheating rumor. He's like, bingo. Yeah. And then it's sort of like paparazzi. What a terrible job. Yeah, Those terrible. jobs would be awful. There's but they plenty. choose them. Yeah. Okay, would you rather – there's a lot of jobs I would not want to do. Paparazzi is one of them. That would be so miserable to just sit there and wait I mean, on someone. Eddie used to do it. I mean, I wasn't paparazzi, but I at that point in my life, if they offered me kind of the, the, the money that paparazzi say they make, I would probably would have done it, Coach. Yeah. 
But that's one of those jobs that I'm like, God, that would be so terrible. Because when that South by Southwest would come down to Austin. Whoa, local shout out, Coach. Yeah, I would sit there and try to chase celebrities <laughs> for the, the the big show. No, you were a paparazzi, And let coach. me tell you, it was it would take all day for a 10-second little from walk from one building to the car. And I'm like, I just wasted four hours trying to chase this dude, and I got no comment. Like, how miserable of a life is this? But when you get yeah, that but comment, you get paid, coach. it blows up, and you get to feel that blow. Coach, that yeah. blow up right in your face. That is true. It's like when I saw what's her name uh, from the OC. That's what I'm saying. That was your blow up Me- moment, Mink, Coach. Uh, Misha Barton. Misha Barton. And she, had, her friends attacked me. That was pretty good video. That was pretty good. But that's that, what I'm saying. You wait for that moment. That was the it moment of your paparazzi career, Coach. That might have been. And well, and I got Mike Tyson uh, walking, and someone kept tapping on the shoulder, and he turned and goes, "Don't touch me." That was pretty good too. You got that on camera? Oh, yeah. Coach, coach, have you ever thought about being paparazzi, Coach? No, I, I I would be too miserable. It's too much sitting around and waiting coach, and just oh. I haven't seen any in Nashville. Lunch could be the paparazzi guy. He's good. Yeah. he's all running uh, around Broadway. Dude, hey, some, hey, hey, some raggedy camera that's like falling apart. <laughs> Blake Shelton, Blake Shelton. He's like lunchbox. Uh, yeah, uh, he's got a fake mustache on. I got the I got the glasses with no lenses in them. <laughs> coach, he's ra- walking around. That's great, uh, Mr. Paisley, Mr. Paisley. <laughs> <laughs> you lunchbox? What are you doing, dude? After people in scooters, he rides a scooter around. I'm driving next to their car <laughs> on the scooter, trying to snap pictures. Boom! Run right into hey, the car. Hey, remember, remember when we did that with Luke Bryan? He was in a regular car, and we we're like, "Hey, hey, uh, how do I get to?" Uh, I think, what do we ask him? Like, where we get to the strip bar or something? I don't you, remember. You're talking about something I have no idea about. Yeah, it was me. It was me and lunchbox, and we asked him to roll his window down. And he's oh, in the where car. Did, he, where did we ask him to go? I don't remember where we asked we, him. We were asking for directions, and he was like, yeah, you take a left right here. Wait a minute. Is that you, Lunchbox? <laughs> yeah, I do remember that now. I do remember that. That's funny. Hey, we got voicemails if you guys want. Yeah, uh, let's go to the phone lines. This is from Paul. This is something that happened during the winter storm. Pretty cool call. Hit it. Hey, guys. Sore loser Paul here. And I just want to tell on. you. Is he talking into a tin can? Uh, it might sounds be like better than Buck, Coach. Buck. Who knows? Yeah, all right. Go ahead. Sore loser Paul here, and I just want to tell you that I am so thankful for y'all. I have definitely joined Sore Losers Nation, and now it's Sore Losers Family. I live here in Texas, and with the weather going how it is, I didn't have running water. My friend from Sore Loser Nation offered to help anyway when they don't live in my state. Thank you for making this wonderful podcast and allowing these wonderful people to become part of my life. Thanks, guys. Wow. You're welcome, bub. Dude, guys, that's really cool. That's really cool. And it's weird to hear because, I mean, when we do this podcast, I really think no one listens, and I think no one cares. But, dang, dude, that dude sounded, like, emotional. I felt like he was going to cry. I t- coach, I tell he you all the cry, time, coach. people we cut, listen, we cut coach. that part out, Coach. What, he weeped and stuff? I, I like, don't know. Like, oh. <laughs> but that's awesome. Coach, I, tell, I tell you all the time people listen, and that's why I'd say, like, stop being an idiot. Like, people care and listen sometimes. I, I know. I, I guess you're right. I, I need to understand that people do listen because I, I I always think, ah, oh, no one listens, no one cares, no one gives a crap. Like, our our podcast sucks. Now, Eddie, before I know you have to go, so I, I want to talk to you about this one thing. Russell okay. Wilson, guys. Yes, I'll take him. I'll take I, him. I, okay. My thing is Russell. There's some. The quarterbacks are becoming the new divas of the NFL all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Every quarterback's unhappy. It used oh, to be email. wide receivers, Chad Ojocinco, Terrell Owens, Owens, Keyshawn Johnson, just give me the damn ball. All of a sudden, quarterbacks are unhappy. There's a report that last season, Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson got into it, and he wanted to have more input on the offense, and they weren't listening to him. He stormed out of a meeting. 
and now there's all this friction up in Seattle. And he says he hasn't demanded a trade, but he made a list. But he made a list. You don't make a list of teams you want to go to unless you have put in motions of, hey, why don't you try to get me out of here because I am unhappy here? Why else would you put a list out there that includes the Raiders, the Saints, the Bears, and the Cowboys? Those are the four teams because he has a no-trade clause. It tells me Russell Wilson is ready to leave Seattle. And yep, also, I agree. you make a list in high school when you're about to break up with your then-girlfriend and you're maybe seeing what's out there. You make a list of the top three girls you'd want to go after. Yeah, That's you, what you see Wilson what's did. available. Exactly. You That's do? Exactly. You guys you guys wrote down a list of chicks you'd want to date after, right before you're going to break up with the other one? Coach, I, in high school, I literally, with my buddy, made a list of the top three, and I landed <laughs> all three and went after the hottest. And I'll hang out with the a boy, Coacher. But that I, would, what I would like did. to see what hot was in Gwynn, Michigan. Coach, it would uh, probably hot, Coach. We'll po- <laughs> I, I mean, I can't post a picture. My wife would hate it. <laughs> no, Coach, that was before you. you got married, though. Yes, yeah, before you got married. <laughs> now, 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 Eddie. Now, you, yeah. Russell Wilson wants out, right? Am I crazy? No, I think you're right. I mean, you, you know, I mean, uh, he could pr- do that too to kind of like, hey, I'm serious. You don't get it together. I'm, I'm happy to leave. Which I think any quarterback or any NFL player is willing to leave for a better team or more freedom and more money. So I think you're right. But he's under contract. He signed a big deal, so he's got the money he wants. He he He's valuable. No, he, it sounds like he wants freedom, though. I think he wants more input, and he wants to throw the ball more, and he thinks that Seattle's going in the wrong direction, and they're not good enough. But it tells me I've looked at these teams, and I think they're headed in the direction I want to go, and I want to go there. If I'm those four teams – that he listed the Raiders, the Saints, the Bears, and the Cowboys. You better believe I am calling Seattle today and saying, hey, John Schneider, what do you want for Russell Wilson? What's it going to take for me to get Russell Wilson? I know you say he doesn't want out, but he wants out. I'll sign Dak Prescott. We'll do a sign and trade, and I'll give you my first-round pick this year and my first-round pick next year. Do we got a deal? That may be too steep, though. I don't know if I do two first rounders in that. <laughs> coach, you didn't even think about it. You're just throwing random stuff out. <laughs> I know. Like, I'll take all take all my picks. I don't hey, know John if the Schneider. Math works John out Schneider. On that hey, one. hey, it's Jerry Jones here. I'm gonna give you Dak our first rounder this year and our third rounder this year, and uh, you send on Russell Wilson over here. What do you think? Boom! Yeah. I'll hang up and listen. Oh, coach, there you go with the catchphrase. <laughs> I, I, I'm just telling you, if I'm one of those four teams, you have to be on the phone to Seattle I, today and figure out what it's going to take. What it's going to take. I agree. But hey, on a Friday, usually people want to go get some happy hour, coach. I don't know if it's happening. I don't think they have Fridays in, in the NFL. I or don't think, Thursdays, coach. If you're an no, NFL coach, GM, everyone has Fridays, coach. <laughs> if you're an NFL <laughs> GM, I think you work 365 days a year. Friday, which sucks. Coach. Okay. okay, coach. Coach, it's So Friday. when you see pictures of them at Disney World, coach, the, what, what, they're working? I don't see GMs at Disney World. Well, you don't know who they are, Coach. You're right. They don't really put pictures out of the GMs. Right, They're not really popular right. figures. Like, you think Saban's working today, Coach? Exactly. I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> Saban, He's definitely not working. Is Saban the GM of an NFL team? There ain't no, no that, way those guys. true, too. Those guys become GMs because there's probably not a lot to do. <laughs> all right, boy. Well, hey, boys, I got to run, right, but listen. Eddie, Cowboys right. fan, though, I would take him 100% in a second. All right, have a good hey, have a good weekend, Eddie. I don't know where you're yeah. headed. Is everything okay? Everything's okay, guys. I just I just kind of uh, scheduled something, and we're we I, I just got squeezed in. Sorry, coach. Coach, all good. Thank you for talking in code. Huh? 
Yeah, we were just we were seeing what you scheduled, but you didn't want to say. We sounded like Amy there during the Big Show, Coach. Well, I sent a Venmo, and I found out from a friend that this thing we saw was the same amount of the thing coach. of the thing on the Venmo. Coach, coach that's listen. Ta- hey, that's sure. that's talking in code, Coach. <laughs> Hey, I, I got a beef, but I'm not going to tell you who the beef's with. Okay. Well. All right, boys. All right. All right we'll talk right, to you later. Right. Hey, Sore Losers Nation. Love you guys. Okay, Coach. They hey, said, you want to okay. buzz yourself out? A, a little, just a little one. Now, right. All right, bye. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Did you see the awkwardness of what Alex Smith said? Is it that they didn't think he was going to be able to make it back? He said... They didn't want me. They, when I walked in, it was like I got three eyes. They were like, what is this guy doing in the building? After he was better. Yes, because he came back at the beginning of last season. He walked in like, I'm here to play. And they were like, (laughs) he said, when I decided to come back, I definitely threw a wrench in the team's plans. They didn't see it. 
They didn't want me there. Didn't want me to be a part of it. Didn't want me to be on the team, the roster. They didn't want to give me a chance. Mind you, it was a whole new regime that came in. I'm like the leftovers. I'm hurt, and I'm a liability. Heck no, they didn't want me there. At that point, as you can imagine, everything I'd been through, I couldn't have cared less about all that. Whether you like it or not, I'm going to give this a go at a point. But he was still with the team, so they had to let him in the locker room. But then the fact that they allowed him to start, did they have no other options? Well, they wanted to put him on the injured reserve list. They wanted to end his season before the season even started and say, you're unfit to play. And he had to sit down for two weeks with Ron Rivera and convince him to give him a shot and say, no, do not put me on the physically unable to perform list. I want a shot. And boom. See, that's that's interesting now that we, we didn't even know that beforehand, but that guy's persevered right there. He said, they tried to put me on the pup list for two weeks. They tried to put me on IR. I felt like I shouldn't have had a, I should have my fair shot, and they hadn't given it to me at that point. I wanted the opportunity to find out. It was getting close to the end of the line of a marathon, and they're telling me that you can't finish the race. It's like, F that. I'm finishing this thing. At least I'm going to see if I can. So I'm thankful we worked through it, all that stuff. But no, it wasn't like open arms. Oh, we're so happy to see you after two years. Like I said, new coaches, new faces. And I think I definitely surprised a lot of people that never thought I would even be trying it. What was that? Was that in a newspaper? Or I was, was in him? GQ magazine. Oh, because that was pretty well written. I was going to say, did he just spout that off? At, at yeah, it was in G- it was in GQ. If I and I will shout out the reporter here. One second, give me one second, Coach. We'll uh, hang up and listen until you do. Clay Skipper of GQ. I mean, that is so interesting to hear that they didn't want him. How awkward that has to be that he has to go in and fight. Like, no, 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 do not put me on the IR. And then he ends up being the starter and leading them to a 5-1 and one record. And then at the end of the year, Ron Rivera says, are you surprised? You know, are you glad what uh, Alex Smith did? Are you surprised you're here? And he said, oh, I think we'd be in the same spot if uh, Kyle Allen was healthy. So that's kind of a shot at him, right? Yes. Dang. Like, I mean, after all he did, and that's what you're going to say, and it sounds like Alex Smith still wants to play. And, and Ray, answer me this. Why? Well, I mean, why does he want to play or why yes. is it so mean to him? Why does he still want to play? He proved it. Like, maybe I'm just – I just don't get it. Maybe Coach, I, right, he proved it. He should fade off into the sunset. But also, think about how long that dude was gone. The team used to be the Washington Redskins, Coach. Now it's the Washington football team. <laughs> they changed names. <laughs> they changed names. They changed the whole organization. They got all new coaches. Dude, he walked co- in with what Redskins gear on. <laughs> and they were like, dude – it's we're been like, a long time. We're like, Alex, man, where you been, dude? We changed logos. We got new color. We got everything new. He's like, oh, can I get a new jacket? They're like, actually, we don't really want you here, dude. We want you to – you're kind of part of the past, your history. But, that, yeah. That does give you an image, though, of what their faces look like when he walked in and they thought he had three eyes. You can just see it. They're like, oh? Yeah, he said. They were just like, uh, excuse me? Like, what are you doing here? Like, how are you able to walk? Like, you're, you're going to try to pl- you're gonna try to work out with us? Huh? What? Ooh. Sometimes it's always the best to do a little bit of that comeback just secretly, like Tiger style. Yeah, he did you know, all his rehab outside of the building. Dude, I hope, I hope, kind of, part of me hopes we don't see any of Tiger's rehab and he just shows up and people are looking at him with three eyes. Oh, I hope so. I hope dude. he just shows up out of nowhere. <laughs> like, I hope he builds a bubble that has an 18-hole golf course, a house, everything he needs. And we are not allowed in it. You can't see. And all of a sudden, he just shows up at the Masters one day and says, what up, bitches? I'm back.
Speaking of Tiger, one of the things I thought I was going to learn from the documentary is that maybe he was like Jordan because he hung out with Jordan and Barkley. They gambled a little bit. They didn't really touch on that. So maybe Tiger isn't even a gambler, which is interesting to hang out with the two most notorious gamblers in sports history post playing Jordan and Barkley and Jordan even playing when he was doing all that stuff. Um, cards and stuff. Yeah, and golf. Not betting on games. But uh, Pete Rose. And then they're in Vegas. The epicenter of gambling, and it didn't really even say Tiger Gamble. He just went there for the chicks? He just went there for the <laughs> chicks, dude. Like, he just wanted to feel the admiration of the chicks. Like, he wanted that, like, oh, man, this is cool. Like, the, I don't know. It, you, it was weird. And you could tell, painted the picture, it made it sound like he was kind of an outcast, and he really wasn't good at talking. I mean, he was married, but he wasn't good at talking to women. She said when she saw him at first, he was in the club by himself. She just went up and talked to him. And that's what I think that comes from not having a social life as a kid and his dad forcing him to do things and be here and be there and not being able to be a normal kid that gets to socialize. It takes a – because when you turn 25, all of a sudden you're like, how do I talk to people? What do I do? I don't have any friends. Like what – all I did was golf, 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 and all I did was hang out with my dad. His dad was his best friend because – his dad wouldn't let him have any other friends, basically. And I didn't like the. I guess the documentary kind of made it seem like they had a falling out. They really didn't have. I did, in my opinion, didn't have a falling out. His dad just got older. I, he, I felt like his dad got older and sick. But maybe, maybe there is a falling out behind the scenes that yeah. we didn't know about. An argument about business. There you go. And then they not don't talk as much. But it almost seemed like well, Tiger's mobile and young. He's flying here, flying there. Maybe Pops has just got old bones and didn't you know couldn't go as much. Yeah. Now, hit the other voicemail. Oh, okay. Let me pull it up. I don't know who it's from. Don't know where it's from. Don't even know what. Yeah, dude, dude. So where do you think Eddie had to go? I believe, and I have no idea why he was talking in code. I think they were getting fitted. Oh, okay. I don't know. Here you go, He was being real weird. (laughs) Uh, I got a thing uh, that I have to drive to in a building. Uh, I got pushed (laughs) around. Okay, coach, that's cool if you don't want to say what it is. I was like, does he he have a doctor's appointment? Did his penis fall (laughs) off? Like, what happened? I'm like, is he getting a divorce? What is he talking about right now? Hey, cheating on my wife. (laughs) He he was like, she watched that Tiger documentary. She's like, Eddie, you don't go play golf. Eddie, she was like, that's why you drive the Winnebago to the golf course, Eddie, is because... (laughs) Damn it. You should. And Eddie's like, man, Tiger blew it for me. Hey, if you play at a local Muni this weekend, look for a Winnebago. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, when I'm going to what, uh, Shelby, I'm looking for the Winnebago. <laughs> All right, here you go. Here's this voicemail. There might be some bad language. I'll try and bleep it. Hit it. What up, boys? It's the big show. I'm fucking back in the States for my deployment. I just want you to know I got 35 episodes to catch up on. And I'm uh, taking a road trip across the country. So let's go. See y'all soon. Bye. Uh, Big Show, that's his name, I believe, on Twitter. And he, he's military. Uh, huge fan of the show. We're a huge fan of him. We've posted him before on our Twitter. But he's back in America, baby. Hey, welcome home. Yeah. Woo. Hey, give, hey, give him a salute. Co, what do you mean, coach? Military salute. Coach. Is it an audio clip, coach? Yeah, it goes, boom. Oh, coach. <laughs> Welcome back, Big Show! Woo-hoo! Coach, three-gun salute, duty, honor, and country, my man. <laughs> Let's go! Oh, and then Deshaun Watson. The Texans have been saying, we are not trading Deshaun Watson. We are not trading Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson finally sat down with the new Texans head coach, and what did he tell him? I, I don't, don't want to be here. 
Oh, so it's official. <laughs> like he said, still don't want to be here. Still want out. I'm not, I do not want to play for this organization. I, I don't know if it's anything against the coach. I don't, you know, whatever, but he told him, I still don't want to be here. So Ray, at what point do the Texans say, you know what? He's not coming back. Well, I mean, they, they know that, right? Coach. I, but, but, but more so the city of Houston, man. Oh, I'm not even talking about them losing power. I'm talking them losing players. Harden, Deshaun, JJ, what? Houston is falling off the map very, very quickly, Coach, in the terms of sports world. And I believe some people still don't have power, and I'm sorry about that. No, I think they have power. I think think power's back. Uh, Yeah, and they lost um, Springer. That's right. Uh, No more Springer dingers. Well, and you knew they were kind of going to face a lot of backlash. And they lost Garrett Cole. Exactly, Coach. I mean, Houston was the spot. The Rockets really weren't making too much. But the Rockets were—they were real. I mean, they were in the Western Conference Finals. They were—they should have beaten the Warriors. What are they even doing right now? Because I'm curious. You want to know what they're doing? They're losing a lot. That's what I thought I saw. They just released Demarcus Cousins. They said you're out of here. Demarcus hasn't been anything since he broke his foot. And then he blew his ACL. Oh my gosh, Achilles! They lost by 16 to the Cavs. They lost by 20 to the Bulls. They lost by to the Sixers. They lost. Oh, you're right. They're bad, man. I thought Oladipo was gonna bring it over there. They're bad. That's the. They got rid of so much star power. They they've lost everything, and it it is a complete rebuild. And everybody was excited because right after they got rid of Harden, they were playing okay. They won a couple games, and you had Houston fans going, "Oh, baby, we didn't make such a bad trade." Look. It's a rebuild. It's a start over. It's okay. It happens, but Nets are looking good though. The Nets do look good. <laughs> Nets are looking real good. If there's a team that's going to beat the Lakers, and they already are consistently, I, I'm the Nets, man. They they've got to be the favorite in Vegas. No, they're I'm not. pulling it up. They're not the favorite. You're thinking it's the Lakers? No, it's not the Lakers. The Lakers have without Anthony because da- you don't know Anthony Davis. No. I, I don't know his what if he's ever going to come back from the Achilles. This the Nets are the favorite. Really? Yeah, Nets, three times your money, and then Lakers, about 3.5 The Lakers? How? The Lakers are are, are playing terrible. That's what I'm saying. They're terrible. Anthony Davis is out hurt. And he's the team. I love him. I I don't know when he's coming back. I have no, like, they said three weeks they'd reevaluate, but an Achilles is very sensitive, and you saw what happened with KD. Boom, blew that Achilles. But if he doesn't come back, the Lakers can't win at all. That's all there is to it. If he is not playing... They will not win well, at all. This I, might be I love the year LeBron. to take a flyer, Coach. Uh, and I used to love the Nuggets, but the Nuggets lost a little bit of their bench depth. They That's did. What, so they did. Gary, I think his name was. Uh, Grant. Yes, thank you. Jeremiah Grant. He went to Detroit. They lost Torrey Craig. Yes. Uh, and Craig doesn't even play anymore now. No, he plays. He's like a bench guy. Yeah, I forget. I don't even know where he went. But yeah. Dude, this is the time. He might be in Milwaukee. To take the Charlotte Hornets no. with LaMelo um, stop. 500 times your money. You put down $100, <laughs> you could win 50000 if the Hornets stop. win it all. Stop. Hey. Why waste your money? Coach, you love Flyers. No, I like Flyers that are are have a reasonable shot. The Rams have a reasonable shot. They're in the top 10 of shots to win the Super Bowl. The Hornets are probably top 30. You, you know a bad team that's so overrated? The Milwaukee Bucks are the top five to win the championship. Yeah, I don't see it. I just <laughs> They're don't. horrible. Odadipo doesn't shoot any ball outside you mean, of one foot. Yeah, outside of one foot. He, he still hasn't figured out a jump shot, and that's their Achilles heel. Yeah, but they got their point guards better. Drew Holiday's better than what they had. Yeah. But I, the East but the East is to me is simple. It's the 
Nets. The, the Nets are amazing. Coach, have you watched any of their games? They're fun. Uh, dude, I've caught a couple of them. Obviously, they're high-flying. I mean, there's points being put up left and right. Dang, that's a, that's a team. And it's they did the little three. What is that? Like the big the three. Big th- no, the what? The big three. All right. You Coach, ready to go to the mailbag? We got- are the sore losers at gmail.com. You can always email us. Get ready. Hey, Ray, you got some birthday music? Bobby. Oh, you oh. said mailbag. Yeah, yeah. But you got any birthday music? Yeah, let me pull it up. All right, let's see if we got any birthday music because we're going to have to do a couple birthdays. I missed a couple too. On the coach, just get them on Cameo, coach. I know they should hit me on Cameo. You know what I mean? Radio Lunchbox. On- hey, my son Cade would love to hear a shout out for his 11th birthday. His birthday is February 26th. He has listened to the show from the beginning with me. I love when him and his sister yell out, sore losers, at the beginning of the podcast. Even better when I hear them randomly say it throughout the day, just walking around the house. Love the podcast. Hashtag sports penis. Okay, coach. The so, kid's 11. Well, she wrote that in her email. <laughs> Happy birthday, Cade. Happy birthday, coachy. Happy birthday. I got a buddy named Cade. Do you really? Yeah, he kind of faded out. So you're not really friends with him anymore? No, yeah, I, I'm not. And I don't I don't know if he's doing that well. Oh, that's not Probably good. wasn't a great story to bring up. No, no, tell me what was wrong. <laughs> no, we were all buddies at Texas State, and nobody ever heard of him. And uh, or have has heard from him, and I don't believe he really got into social media. So everybody's just kind of like, "You seen Cade? No, man. You? No, dude. I don't know where Cade is." Oh man, that's rough, dude. And then they lost power. I mean, there's no what, telling where Cade is right now. But was Cade still living in that area? Yeah, he was still in the greater Austin area. Just nobody's seen Cade. Wow, I know. Hey, Cade, if you're listening, man, hit us up. Hey, <laughs> coaches, I'm Justin from Latrobe, Pennsylvania. I've been listening to your podcast for a year now, and I absolutely love it. You guys are hilarious. Can I get a birthday shout-out? I turn 30 this Saturday, the 27th. I'm going to the casino and placing a bet on red for the Sore Losers Nation. Yeah! yeah. Hey, happy birthday, Justin. Coach, <laughs> do not be careful on that red bet. We did it for my bachelor party, red bet, Vegas, July, gambling. Yeah, I didn't hit. It went no, black. No, no, hit red. Do red. It'll win. It'll win. No, hey, no, no, coaches. But ours went black, coach. I know. Hey, coaches, this is Joel. Wanted to email and try to get a birthday shout out. My birthday Another is February one. 25th. I will be 29. I have always listened to the big show big and was show. never really into sports, but decided to give the sore losers a try and have been pleasantly surprised. Best sports podcast out there. Thanks, coaches. Not according to the ratings. Happy birthday, Joel. Hey, it's your boy, CeeLo. Coach, how many more birthdays? I mean, we got a lot, Coach. (laughs) Birthday Friday. Hey, it's CeeLo of Padre Island checking in with the best news of 2021. My girl just surprised me with a spontaneous weekend getaway to the beautiful Nashville, Tennessee for my birthday, February 27th. Yeah, is she coming with? You might want to leave her at home, Coach. You're coming here. I'm super stoked we are staying downtown on Broadway. That being said, I'm hoping maybe to meet y'all with – you know, shoot the S session and possibly do a sore loser shotgun with y'all. Coach, have you ever heard of COVID? I know it's a long shot with COVID and all, but it doesn't hurt to ask. You guys are my number one. At least to give me a birthday shout out. CeeLo of Padre! CeeLo! All right, we got two more. Coaches, my B-Day is February 27th. Love the show. Give me a shout out. Thanks. Charger fan over here in Colleen, Texas. Army vet and proud sore loser. Wally Estrada. Army vet, army vet. Oh, coach, coach, coach. Happy birthday, Uh, Wally. uh, (laughs) Woo!
Coach, I was trying to see what nine months from February 27th is. Oh, why? Why are all these people being born around this time of the year? When is nine months before February? Who's being born? May. So it's right around Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, why? What happened? That's when all these people's parents hooked up. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Yo, coaches, can I get a birthday shout out? Uh, Ray, keep up the gunshots. I love the color green as I was in the Whoa! As I was in the army myself, I'll hang up and listen. I know you guys are usually a little late on your birthday, so I sent this in early. My birthday's July 12th. <laughs> Coach, he sent it in four months early. Happy birthday, Mason! <laughs> Coach, it's greatness. We are we are about four months behind on some stuff. I mean we are. Sorry guys. Man, we got a lot of birthdays. Man. Coach, skip them and put them on the Twitter or something. I know. We may have to start because we're starting to get a lot of birthdays. There's no way I, that's interesting to listen to. I don't know either. All right. We are the sore losers at gmail.com. Coaches, my groomsmen and I have booked our rooms for my bachelor party in Vegas Easter weekend. I know you all went, except Eddie, for Ray's bachelor party, so I'm looking for some advice. <laughs> Shot we are, right there. Yeah. We are staying at Caesars <laughs> Palace. What advice can you give us on some of the things we must do, must avoid? There will be five of us going. Yeah. Shot, shot. There will be five of us going. One of us has been to Vegas. No one else has. We all like to gamble, of course. Thanks, you coachers. I'll hang up and listen. Spencer Sloan. Well, I have one piece of advice, and yours is going to be better than mine. I'm telling you, you, you will always say, I don't want to lose my money the first day, but I can't tell you how important that is. Oh, it's so It hit me one time. I had a K, and I lost the K, and I had to tell my wife, the next fiance at the time, the next day that I lost the K, and I lost all the money. You don't want that to be you. Just do a couple, whatever your bankroll is, do about a third of it the first day, a third of it the second day, a third. It's so easy to say, but please do it. I'm telling you, it ruins the trip if you blow the load day one. Lunch. Look, I don't know how Vegas is right now. I don't know what's going to be open, what's not going to be open. It, it may not be the cra as crazy as it, as it has been, uh, but here's the key. Do not waste your money the first night. Ray is 100% correct. But there is there is nothing you must do or must not do. It's Vegas. You just go out and do whatever the hell you want. You want to go to a strip club? Go to a strip club. But wear a mask. But wear a mask. Gamble, gamble, drink, 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 and don't listen. This, on top of not losing all your money the first night, don't go overboard the first night and be hung over the next two days Great when you point. can't party. Well, and the pools are open there. I believe it's 70 or something degrees. Definitely bring your trunks because you're going to say, oh, I'll be in the casino drinking. We don't need. No, there's going to be a two-hour lull in the afternoon. I'm telling you, go down there, see some bikinis with your boys. You know, it's not just bro time. There's going to be a lot of scenery. Take some drinks. The pool always has to be integrated into Vegas, in my opinion. Oh, you got to have pool time. I used to hear, I'm going to be honest with you. When I first started going to Vegas, I was like, real. who has time to waste hours at the pool? You need it. It's great relaxation. It's a time to chill, kind of, you know, just not waste any money where well, you're going to be drinking. Coach, but how are you going to spend no money with a cabana and pool no, no, girls? No. But what well, I was going to say, but gambling wise, it's a relaxing time, time to catch your energy, you know, recoup, recover. And the pool has great scenery. And I didn't realize this when I was first going to Vegas. I was all about drinking, gambling, clubbing. Now I'm like, hey, the pool's pretty badass. They got some great pools. Just listen, just have fun and check out Adrenaline Mountain. If you want to do something crazy for your bachelor party, Adrenaline is. Mountain is where we took Ray. We shot guns. 
Make sure you uh, bring food. We shot guns. Oh my! I didn't. Oh yeah, you did. We we rode ATVs. Ray crushed a car. It's a really cool deal that you can check out with the boys. Listen, just how I I don't, I don't I, there's nothing. Don't buy drugs from guys on the street. That's what would be Good my advice, suggestion. Coach. And that's it. That's all I got. There's nothing you have to do and don't have to do. Just enjoy it. And bring a lot of money because one drink is like $12, $13. Uh, a hamburger's $20. Everything is about five times more expensive than you're used to. And you usually get free drinks. I just don't know if that's the case anymore. Have I'm, they kind of cut back on that? Uh, we got free drinks for your bachelor party. But it was but, slow Oh, going, my God. Coach. It was slow as molasses. <laughs> I got one drink in about two hours. Oh, I was like, that's so good. I, I just won't even drink on my bachelor party. It, it was very frustrating. <laughs> very annoying. <laughs> very. Hey, if you're ordering drinks, make sure it's not the oldest lady on the floor because <laughs> it took forever for me to get a nice cold mood light. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that, that was that, that's all I got. I mean, I just – I can't say just put it on red. Play roulette, put it on red. That's all I, my only suggestion. Another small piece of advice, it may be dumb. Take some just random pictures. You're going to feel a little bit feminine doing it, but just take a couple. Like you see a cool fountain, boom, take it. You see a cool atrium when you're inside one of the hotels, beautiful. Take a picture. You'll look back on those when you're at your boring job and be like, that was the best weekend ever, and those are great memories. Yeah. Also, there's a, isn't there – I mean, there's – so the fountains are right next to – Bellagio. Okay, so you definitely at some point at least kind of see them because they're pretty cool. Yeah. And then the, the the flower garden in Bellagio is awesome. That's what I was gonna say. Oh that man. Would, okay, so do that. Hey, does that that sounds like a couple women telling you? But, but it's amazing. I'm telling you, do it. It's amazing. You've never <laughs> seen floral arrangements <laughs> like you have at. Oh my God, we sound so no, stupid. She's selling a woman, guy. dude. But it is incredible how they have those flowers doing, and they look so nice. It's crazy. You're walking around drinking. Listen, you're gonna walk up and down the strip, and you're gonna be drinking. You might as well walk in the Bellagio and check out the floral garden. It's crazy. It sounds crazy, but I've never seen flowers like that, and you're going to be like, wow, that's so cool. And then what's Go. the building that's the most impressive? Is, is it Caesars or not Caesars? No. It's uh, one with just amazing architecture, and it almost might be the same place with the flowers. It might be the Bellagio. Okay. So um, that's one you definitely have to swing by, and they all have good sports books. Now, at one point, there used to be some were a little dilapidated, but I would say most have kept up and they're state of the art. Uh, must books. be you got to go see Excalibur. I mean, you, that's a must see. I actually have never seen that. No, right? It's oh, a joke. It's like, <laughs> let me tell you, you're gonna get let, robbed there, dude. Let me tell you about the Excalibur. Hey, you dude. go to Excalibur. The only thing you're seeing is, <laughs> Coach Excalibur. Isn't it like twenty a night? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, the Excalibur's like where like families with kids stay, so I was just being funny. Like okay. one time I booked us there thinking, oh yeah, Excalibur, it doesn't make a difference. It was just another bunch of little kids running around. It was like, okay, this is awkward. Like, <laughs> why, why are we staying here? Why are we staying at Excalibur? And I'm pretty sure the Donald Trump Hotel doesn't have a casino. It does not have a casino. Do you want to hear a story why it doesn't have a casino? I've probably told you this story, but I'm going to tell you again. Uh, consider me fascinated. Okay, George. so he wanted to get a casino in Las Vegas where you could gamble. Well, him and Steve Wynn who owns Wynn and Encore, uh, don't like each other. So Steve Wynn rallied the board not to give him the casino license. So Donald Trump built his hotel, and he built it right high enough where it blocked Steve Wynn's view from uh, his floor on the wind. <laughs> <laughs> but then he doesn't have the casino But he license. doesn't have the casino but because he was there. There's like – this is what I'm saying. Billionaires or millionaires, I don't know how much money they have. Do the dumbest thing. But they do the dumbest thing. Their egos. 
Since he wouldn't let him get a casino license, he builds the hotel to block his view. Heartless. Love it. Coach, hour in. Yeah. No, we're ready to go. I I mean, Eddie left, but we, we continued going. We could have left a long time ago, but we had 52,000 birthday shout-outs we had to do, and so that was important. So, Coach, And I figured no we could way. talk about Vegas because Eddie didn't go, so he didn't need to be a part of that segment anyway. He let you down on your bachelor party. Coach, I'm glad that was brought back up because he did go to Florida the he, next week. The, like three days later, he <laughs> went to Florida, and he was Coach. like, you guys are so irresponsible, you're going to get COVID. And in the fate that we live in, Eddie gets COVID. Yeah. Hey, is Pitts in there real quick? Brother. Yeah. Tell him to come in here real quick. I just want to tell him congratulations. Brother, jump in there. Lunch wants to tell you something. Yeah, dude. Did you know Pitts? I got to congratulate him on the new kid. Excuse me? Yeah. Come on, Pitts. Coach, he's humping audio. Well, he's not running very fast. He moves very slow. <laughs> hey, Pitts, sit on that, on Amy's mic real quick. I just want to say congratulations real quick. Yeah, bub. Yeah. He's got I'm done sure doing podcast. meaningful and from the heart. Yes. I want to say congratulations on the new child. <laughs> the new child. Oh, uh, Patty Mahomes? Yeah. Oh, okay. I got a question. Yeah. I, and this is a serious question. Okay. Did you send him a gift? Uh-uh. Okay. I can't afford it. I spent all my money on the craft last year. <laughs> uh, no, but I did see where the city uh, the city turned the uh, all the stuff pink for him, and I think things are doing well, and his foot's turf toes healing. And uh, so hopefully we, uh, we're all healed and ready to go for next season. All right. I, you really I, brought me in here to, to like be nice. And, I uh, really wanted to know. I, I honestly thought. I, I wondered because I guarantee you, a lot of Chiefs fans bought them presents. Okay. Sort of like a lot of people bought Ray wedding presents from that listened to the show. Yeah. Uh, so I thought maybe. I, I thought maybe you loved him so much that you might send him a present. Did not send him a. Uh, I did not send him a present. Now he never you, responded back to my Instagram message, man. What did you say? Uh, when he was sending all that cool stuff, when he was posting all those videos, sending him the football where you opened it up and it had those god awful glasses that are, I guess, in style now that he wears. Uh, those looks like ski goggles. And tried you try to get one? Try to get a pair of the ski goggles. And he didn't reply. He didn't. Now, question. Let him know I was a frequent, you know, contributor to the Sore Losers podcast. Had a bub. Drop the uh, season Ramundo name. Oh, how'd that work for you, bub? Still waiting on the message. <laughs> 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 you doing so all right, brother? I'm doing wonderful, man. I'm doing absolutely wonderful. All right, good. How are good. you doing? Man, I'm great. I'm great. Let's go golf. It's raining. So? Okay. Yeah, we There's ain't got a... no windows in here. I had no idea it was raining. Well, it's, it's, well, a, it's a drizzle. There's no thunder. I don't know. Lighting, it was, it was like 90% chance of rain today, so I just assumed it was already raining hey, outside. Hey, out of respect it's and, south of us, and a little uh, tip of the cap to Tiger Woods, I say we go golf in the rain. I think we he, do, too. Woods would have done it. You want to race to the course? You'll lose. You guys got a Winnebago? You got a, you got a dry fit shirt? Hey. hey no, no, hey. You want to race the course, dude? I'll go 80 in the 45. Coach. You will? Too soon of a joke, Coach. Let's roll. Oh, that's bad. Not in that, not in that Nissan. Coach. Anyway. <laughs> that's bad. That was Coach. bad. Okay, once you say you could beat Tiger now, too, why don't you go ahead and just Coach, add insult to injury? That was too soon. No, I don't even think I could beat Tiger in golf right now. What is his status? I haven't checked. I've really. Uh, he really got busy transferred with. to some other hospital. I, I did know see that. that on, I, had, I had Sports Center on mute this morning. What I do ready, know, I mean, he's got a good team because few and far between details are coming through. Golf, yes, golf. that is true. <laughs> they, they, so they are locked down. They are doing a good job of keeping everything just blah. They're not saying a word. I did see just a, uh, a tidbit from Justin Thomas, which I just applauded him for golf. I think. I think it's. I won't say it's. I think it's distasteful, not distasteful just because that's how we know him as a, as a golf legend, but I think golf should be the furthest thing from our mind uh, when we talk about Tiger. Is he going to walk? You know, I mean, I want to know that's if a, the guy's going to recover. Like, that's I mean, a great just, point. Let's just hope that the guy, I mean, the guy is a father. 
Um, well, I'm just glad he's going to live in his first kids. That, that's the most important thing is man. the kids, the kids, the kids, the kids. I just would like to start getting some details on him as a human. You know, I would like to know, you know. What well, see, I don't think so. I, I, I'm the opposite. I'm like, they, he has no, um, what is it called, uh, resp- requirement to let us know how he's doing. They should no, not. Oh, for sure. Like, I agree. I feel bad for celebrities like me. When we, if we go to the hospital, people want us to come out and give a statement on their health. No, that's private information. Let them, if he wants to share, share. But it's we, it's a weird thing how a lot of this time we get this information because they're celebrities and athletes when they get hurt. Yeah. But if he doesn't want to release it, don't don't release it. You just think we're you just think we expect it and we're supposed to get it. Oh yeah, we, we just do. deserve it. Yeah, but no, yeah, I, I'm but just hey, saying but we. But we, don't act like I'm hitting not hitting refresh on Twitter, seeing if they've updated it. That's my point. We care about him as more than a golfer. So I'm. I'm curious. I'm, you know, not excited. That's not the word to use. But I am anxious to know that he's going to be okay. And then it will be fun to to see if he will become um, a golfer again. You know, or have the opportunity to compete at all at any level. In if golf. you said right now, if you were betting your house, does Tiger Woods play golf again? Because of who Tiger is as a person, if his body allows him to play golf, absolutely. I don't think I don't think there's anything Tiger Woods can't do if his if the physical you know, abilities are there for sure. All right. Hey, did you get one of those sore losers koozies? Um, no, I would love to have one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brother doesn't drink beer. He drinks whiskey. Yeah, whiskey. Both. That's all right. You can still have a koozie. I man. can put it in there. And uh, <laughs> did you get my T-shirt yet? I've been asking for it. It's been a good year. Yeah. <laughs> what T-shirt? <laughs> Just a sore losers merch. Bro. Somewhere I can let people know that bro, I know you. Bro, coach. He's been on the show. I need, a, I need an LT, XLT probably. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if we have that, I don't know what XLT means. Tall. I'm a big boy. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we can order that from our website. I don't know. I'll ask. He's only been asking for a year. Yeah, I just need (laughs) XLT. It'll probably shrink, but I definitely have tall because I'm a big man. I got good news for you. What? There's other things coming real soon. I love it. Real soon. We're going to talk around it though, like Eddie did with his 10:40 appointment. Real soon. Sort of losers podcast, but so we got a thing coming out that you put on your shoulders and your arms. Oh yeah, it's a T-shirt. Oh yeah. But we can't tell you any of the stuff that it's going to have Details on Details coming soon. Yeah, coming very soon. Uh-huh. Very soon. All right, have a great weekend, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, Pitch, you going to buzz us out? Uh, I will. Do I get a countdown? No, no, you just buzz us out when we're done. Okay. We're done. <laughs> that was a lot better than last time. Chief sucks. <laughs> he said Chief sucks. <laughs> Did you hear right? No. I he said Chief sucks. I made sure he was unplugged before I said it. I won the AFC. Hey, I made sure he unplugged before I said it. That's great. That's great, man. <laughs> Oh, man. Funny, funny. Bean Dad. The Dress. 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week, we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, 
a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.